Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. of the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Why, darling? All right. Ooh, what uh, a week it's been. How's everybody? I'm doing pretty good. I'm hiding from the heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> Always and forever? Yeah. <laughs> Always and forever. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a heat wave. Heat wave. Okay. Mm. How you doing, Papa Didi? I'm doing Okay. You know, I'm kind of happy about uh, still Bill. So why don't we make our question tonight, uh, our open topic. Uh, should you really care about what people think, about how you feel about uh, Bill Costin's verdict, especially to the female community? Hmm. A lot of females out there say, he's a rapist, he's a rapist. So as a lady, you know, you know, because as a black man, you know, we know how we feel in most cases. But as a, as a woman, let's say, yeah, when there's a whole other group of women feeling like, oh, he shouldn't have been in jail. And now he's out of jail. Do you feel like you're looking at the justice aspect of it and saying that they didn't follow the Justice Creed and the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania overrid it? Yada, yada, yada. What do you think? Well, I think at this point, you know, first of all, the law is the law. The law should not be uh, modified based on who it is or what they look like. So if the law was twisted or adjusted or warped or whatever in order to put somebody in jail with they, when they shouldn't have been, regardless to what they did, then either you need to change the law well, not either. Then you need to change the law. But you can't go after and crucify the person if they're abiding by, you know, and their attorneys and whatnot are abiding by the law. As far as being concerned about what people think, I really, I, I'm not one that gets that consumed with that. I'm only concerned about the people that are nearest and dearest to me in terms of what they think about me personally, about what I do personally. If I have an opinion on something and my friends and family don't agree with my opinion, so be it. We don't have to all see things the same way. I'm not applauding it, but I'm not trying to say let him rot in jail either. I guess I'm kind of in a neutral place. I don't really, you know, I never went up to his house. He didn't take advantage of me. So I feel bad for those who, if in fact, he did take advantage of them, and they were sexually abused, and I'm so sorry about that situation. But, again, the law is the law. So that that's my point of view. Over to you, Kevin. Um, 
Yeah, 50-50. Because, first of all, my thing is these women, it it goes back to almost 30 years. These women, I feel as if they knew what they were getting themselves into. Because that was kind of the running joke, um, like the guy about the couch in California. You know, you're not supposed to sit on his couch because you know what he's going to do. Don't go to Cosby because you know what he's going to do. He's going to drug you because whatever the the drug was, I guess it was considered their date drug back then. But these women knew what they were getting themselves into. Just like the woman that um, settled out of court, got the money. This was what the case that was sealed, but they reopened it. So that's what effed them up. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the guy said on the radio, if, if you're not guilty, why would you accept money? You know, so. Um, yeah. Hey, case closed. That's it. <laughs> what's, you, what's your opinion about Well, you know, listening to all the ladies today on um, CNN come in, they were talking with all kinds of and these are older women, older white women now, because, you know, being he was a, a celebrity star, mm-hmm. he's hanging in the white community where they're hanging in his community. Mm-hmm. So they, like like you said, Kettle, um, he was, you know, these women knew. The same women that came to his house, you know, you knew what you were there for. But I said, well, I was going there for an acting opportunity or an whatever opportunity. But you knew, you know, you knew what to do. You knew he was a married man. Mm-hmm. Wife was in the house at the time. Mm-hmm. All these different factors that was in, in play, and I'm not putting things down. But then they're talking about the Me Too movement and Black Lives. These white women now talking about the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter, which is movements that came along long after these older white women were born. So now you're trying to get on that particular horse. Won't you stay on your horse? You're 80 years old, like he's 80 years old. So why are you going to a new community and trying to ride their horse to help you out with your cause? You know, Black Lives Matter and, and, and the Me Too movement are new. Mm-hmm. And they, they're significant, but they're new. So if you're 80 years old and you have, I wouldn't, let's say 75. Let's say he was chasing young girls. Let's say 75. The average person that was in his circle of, of being abused right now is probably about 75 years old. Because the women he showed, they all had the crow's feet and the mm-hmm. bags and everything else that oh, goes nice. along with age. So I just feel like... um this, to me, has all to do with justice when it comes to the law, because the Supreme Court sits on the, the, the pentacle of the law. They look at the big picture. They let all the little courts down there do their thing, and when it gets up to them, it's up to them now to look and see, okay, what happened? Oh, so when a new district attorney came along, the new guy took him to court, so the old guy is not there anymore. In fact, the old guy was representing Trump. In the impeachment trial, that was his lawyer, the old oh, prosecutor. Okay. okay, so that's that's Trump's boy, but but Trump's boy gave him a break. Said, "Look, this woman just want to get paid. Can we get a deposition so we can close this case? I'll feel it. You ain't got to go to court." Now mm-hmm. that's what the district attorney said in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So now you can't let a new district attorney come along and say, "Oh, what's this in the drawer?" Hey, let's open this up. Yep. We got 25 women going to speak on it. And then a young black girl that was in part of the team, she's like, I'm disappointed. Well, sister, don't you know the law? You went to law school. When something is sealed, you're not supposed to reopen it. Right, and she's a, she's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You knew it was illegal what y'all did. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Trump does now, does whatever you want to do and hoping that it, you know. Yeah. 
deal with the fallout? So my opinion is the fact that they followed the law. They knew it was going to be, the Supreme Court knew it was going to be repercussions. They knew when they left Bill Cosby out, it wasn't going to go over easy, but they don't care about that because they're following the law. The people in the Supreme Court want their job tomorrow. So that's where There you have it. All right. Well, we're going to get into these uh, to the rundown. Okay. All right. What you got for us tonight, Kevin? All right. A hot topic tonight. House votes to remove Confederate statues from Capitol. Also, college players may make money off their fame. Finally. Good. And Bill Cosby's sex assault conviction overturned by court. A hidden and quitted headlines. House votes to create select committee to investigate January 6th attack on U.S. Capitol. Oh, boy. Um, Falky warns there may soon be two Americas. Okay. Police arrest fan who calls Tour de France crash. Our cocktail of the week is the carrot cake shooter. Sounds pretty interesting. Mm. What's popping with Papa Didi? I'm just saying with red wine, is it really that serious? Also living uh, for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss of list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we can ready to get into the hot topics. All right, let's fire them up. All right. I All right. Good. What's our first hot topic tonight? I have number one. Oh, okay. Go for it. Uno. Um, House votes to remove Confederate statues from the Capitol. Mm. <laughs> Finally. The House of Representatives voted on Tuesday to remove statues and busts of Confederate leaders, white supremacists, and supporters of slavery from the Capitol. Even though opposition to the bill came from within their own party, Republicans took it as an opportunity to attack uh, Democrats, of course. Um, it goes on to say, I applaud the Democrats for standing up, removing Democrat statutes from Democrat-controlled majorities sent to a Democrat-majority House who accepted them. This uh, leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy's... What a jerk-off. <laughs> Moments before his speech, McCarthy said in a tweet that the Dem Party has simply replaced the racism of the Klan with the racism of critical race theory. Whatever. Yeah, he's, he's a jerk off. Um, he goes on to say each of the statues in question represents a known racist who was a Democrat from the past. Uh, this was Republican Rodney Davis um, said, who also supported the bill. Removing statues is part of a larger push to take down monuments to racism and the Confederacy. Yep, finally. Um, it would also remove um, down statues of John C. Calhoun, James Acock, and James P. Clark, key defenders of slavery and white supremacy. The Capitol hosts two sculptures from each state, which the state selects to honor renewed um, residents. So. Man, bye. Yep. Why, why are they standing like they're so reverenced? Yeah. Yeah. In the rotunda or in the Capitol, it's wherever so they are, yeah. they're not exactly. They're not relevant. Or they're not relevant. They shouldn't be reverenced. But then the crazy part of it is, these white ass damn supremacists, so to speak, they were in the Capitol trying to mess it up. Yeah, Trump's people. <laughs> so isn't that uh, calling the Capitol black, so to speak? That's what they do. <laughs> what is? And the other point that I was thinking when you were when you were talking about that story mm-hmm. is all that talk about oh this is something the, the Democrat Kevin McCarthy talking about the Democrats are removing statues of Democrats that were put in here by Democrats and I'm like you know what 
Lincoln was a Republican, but yeah. he still freed the slaves, didn't he? Thank you. So you can kiss my grits with that bull crap <laughs> talking about, oh, they were Democrats. There's a whole lot of people who belong to different parties at different times, different eras. Right. Parties at different times stood for different things. Right. So Kevin McCarthy, go kiss your own butt. Ooh. You simple. Um, just like the guy, what was the guy who used to cry all the time? He loved some oh. Obama. Oh, what was his name? He used to cry all the time. He retired. Yes, as soon as the Pope uh, came up in there, he said, I got to go. Yeah. Oh, gosh, what was his name, that Republican? And, him, and Obama, oh, they, they were oh. my best buddies at behind closed doors. Yeah, I can I can picture yeah. his face, but I can't think of his he name. He'll come back later. But, yeah, he was a yeah, crybaby, but he, was, he, uh, he, yeah, was, he uh, would get all emotional, and he couldn't help himself. Speaker, uh, Speaker Bain, Bainbridge. Boehner. Boehner. John Boehner. Yeah. Uh, Boehner, yeah. That's him. He loved um, Barack Obama. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And look, wait a minute. Then, uh, he wrote a cool book, too, putting everybody oh, yeah. in. Yes, he did. He wrote a cool book. Put everybody in check. He hung everybody during the He hung everybody out. He said, man, please. But remember um, um, Bush, he's a Republican. He said, have you ever met the man? Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, so that whole party affiliation, that's just a box that you check. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yep. Anyway, so I got another one for you. Let's talk about these college players. Okay. They're on the brink of getting ready to be able to make some money now. Wow. After all of this back and forth. Wow. So pressured by a wave of state laws taking effect on July 1st, mm-hmm. the college sports industry is on the verge of letting players profit off of their names, images, and likenesses. Mm-hmm. A powerful group of college sports leaders recommended this past Monday that student-athletes be allowed for the first time ever to earn money from autograph signings, personal appearances, endorsements, and on their social media platform, which would be a groundbreaking shift that could see these college athletes potentially earning millions of dollars. That's good. Yeah, it is good. So the policy was put forth by the National Collegiate Athletic Association Committee, that's the NCAA, comes as the organization faces demands to move away from its longstanding position that athletes should at most be allowed to receive scholarships and stipends for some living costs. But they don't want to see them get paid. That was their original position. So the final decision by the NCAA Division One Board of Directors, which largely includes your university chancellors and presidents, uh, was expected to happen on Wednesday. So I'm not quite sure if they put the word out yet on what the final determination was, but... If it happens and they go forward, it's going to go into effect starting July 1. Just July 1? Yes. Oh, good. They're saying, look, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Yeah. So I, I read some other stuff about how how you can, um, what is it called, optimize your social media followers. If you have certain, like, high numbers of followers and they retweet whatever you post or something that these athletes would be able to make money based on, you know, I don't know, like every hundred you get a certain amount of money, some stuff. So they got some formula that between Twitter and Instagram and, I don't know, Mm -hmm. YouTube, whatever. So they have some different avenues that they may be able to get paid. Mm -hmm. So it says most of the immediate pressure is coming from eight states which uh, starting started Thursday of this week, 
is going to give athletes the opportunity to earn money off of their fame, no matter what the NCAA does. Mm-hmm. So at least eight states are saying, we're going to do do right by these athletes. Whatever NCAA decides, doesn't even matter. Right. If they live in these eight states, we got you. So they're saying that some experts are expecting that players could charge somewhere in the vicinity of about a thousand or more an hour for endorsement work or appearances. Okay. So I'm like, well, okay, that's, that's hard work. I mean, you know, you got to get out there and because of the team. And I hate when you know, like, um, if it's a whole team, oh, LeBron and you know, they'll say LeBron like there's no other. Yeah, like he's the only team. one on the team. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfair. And the thing is, these colleges have been making money off of these players for years. Yes, yes. You know, they charge all that money. And when, if you ever watch any of those college games, mm-hmm. whether it's football, basketball, those stands are full. Yes. Jam-packed. Everybody's got paraphernalia on. Right. So they're, they're making money, money hand over sure, fist. Sure, Yeah, the institution is making money. And they feel like they're doing something because they pay these kids tuition. Right. The tuition is overpriced and inflated anyhow. Sure. So, Why not you know, have something to go in your pocket? Oh, see, they don't want that. They right. want these kids to feel beholden to them. Right. Like, I can't do anything. I can't make a move. Right. Like, I belong to you. Well, that sounds like slavery to me. Uh, yeah. Get out there and bounce that ball, boy. Yeah. And I'll make sure you get food mm-hmm. and you have a roof over your head. Well, Papa, these are always said, you know, it seems like when they do the draft things, I'm like, you know, the oh, slavery geez. thing or yeah, that's Living like a block, slave you know, market. You know, they might decide to switch that up too. Who knows? Some of them guys already got their own little emblems and everything mm-hmm. that they're gonna put on hats and stuff like that. Already. Oh, okay. Oh, already. Okay. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I did hear one player had already trademarked his name or his mm-hmm. logo. Or so they're something. young and creative. They're young that age, doing that thing. That's what's up. At that age, your, your creative stuff is you're dreaming. You know. Yeah. Well, good for them. Yeah, for real. That's what's up. All right, over to you, Papa D. Anyway, um, the big story uh, this week is Bill Cosby. Sex assault fixed, uh, conviction was overturned by the uh, Superior Court of uh, Pennsylvania. All right, this is, this breaks all the way down to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania highest court threw out Bill Cosby's sexual assault conviction and um, opened the way for his uh, immediate release from prison. Uh, this happened on uh, Wednesday. In a stunning reversal of fortune for the comedians once known as uh, America's Dad, ruling that the uh, the prosecutor who brought the case uh, was bound by his uh, his predecessor to agree not to charge Cosby. This was a sealed sealed case that was from, like I said, the prosecutor's predecessor and you know, the person before him. Cosby, who's now 83 years old, has served more than two years of a three to ten year sentence after being found guilty for drugging and violating Temple University uh, sports administrator uh, her name was uh, Andrea Constance at his suburban Philadelphia home in 2004 oh that's where she came from okay, he was mm. the first celebrity tried with, uh, and convicted in the Me Too era okay mm-hmm. okay Me Too era which is a new era yeah. along with Black Lives Matter anyway he was arrested in 2015 when a district attorney, armed with newly unsealed evidence, okay, now this evidence was sealed. This was basically a confession of his. It was sealed. Armed with newly unsealed evidence. Well, how's that line even sound? Unsealed. Okay. Wow. 
Wow. The comedic damaging disposition mm-hmm. testimony in a lawsuit brought by Constance brought charges against him days before a 12-year statute of limitation ran out. Mm-hmm. Now, this whole thing was going to run out with a statute of limitation. They got in right under the wire, mm-hmm. which is designed, okay? But the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said that the district attorney, Kevin Steele, who made the decision to arrest Bill Cosby, was obligated to stand by his predecessor's promise not to charge Cosby. Okay, there was no evidence that promised he would ever be put in. There was no evidence that promise was ever put in writing. So Justice David Worse, who uh, a writer for the uh, split court, said Cosby had uh, relied on the former district attorney that uh, the charges would not be would not come to the comedian because he did a deposition based on this woman getting paid for her civil suit. Mm-hmm. And she got paid her civil suit in the sum of $3 million, mm-hmm. and it's what been case closed. The court called Cosby arrest in an effort to, uh, uh, they wanted to fundamentally fair the uh, parcel people that was, they said was over 50 people that were willing to testify in this trial so the prosecutor felt like he was bound to open his case because there was so many women that wanted to get uh, Bill Cosby <laughs> up on charges. What do with the law? Okay. Sure. The justice said that over overturning the conviction and bearing any further prosecution is the only remedy that uh, that uh, that seems society reasonable, the reasonable expectations for the elected prosecutor in the criminal suit. So the Cosby spokesman did not immediately return a message seeking comments, nor did a steel representative or a constant representative lawyer speak on the situation at all. Finally, a terrible wrong will be righted, okay? Felicia Rashad quoted that a miscarriage of justice is corrected, okay? The actor who the co-star of Felicia Rashad, she tweeted that, I am, I am uh, furious to hear the news anchor Amber... Hambler, a founder of Time's Up, an advocacy group for victims of sexual assault, mm-hmm. said in a Twitter post, I personally know women who this man drugged and raped while unconsciously shamed to the court. This is this is shame to the court in their decision. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So in all actuality, different people are on different sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. Everybody's speaking on different situations. Mm-hmm. It, it's dividing the whole female you know, bond of women, yada, yada. Those women who are, you know, first of all, they say that women need courage to stand up for situations in their life, but you also need courage to stand up for stuff that you feel that you do not believe in. And sometimes you don't have to stand on the female code of honor. And I'm not a female, so I'm just talking, and I'm sure both groups are telling me to kiss their asses, you know, stay out of the female business. But... You know, I think in all actuality right now, this is a deep situation. And I, 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 I like to say in closing with this, I wish Bill Cosby the best. 83 years old, brother, I think you should go home and relax. You wanted pizza for dinner tonight or Wednesday night when you got out? Enjoy the pizza, you know? Go easy on the pork, you know? You're getting old, so. Yeah. <laughs> Get you mushroom and extra cheese. Anyway, um, I just think that the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter, despite your ambitions, despite your intentions, don't forget the law. 
Don't forget those, especially those of you in the Me Too movement and the Black Lives Matter movement that aren't lawyers. There's laws out there that we have to abide by. So Bill Cosby's free. Okay. And uh, let the let the games begin. Okay. It's going to be deep. It's, it's going to be um, almost better than Olympic Games. Huh? It's going to be deep. It's going to okay. be deep. This yeah. is you know be. what? Sidebar, speaking of the Olympic Games mm-hmm. and what you just said about easy on the pork, I read an article that I thought was really interesting about this woman whose name I don't remember now, but she's one of the runners on the – well, she was going for the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. And she got disqualified because she tested positive for some kind of, like a steroid of some sort. Now, she says, oh, that must have been from the pork that was in the burrito I ate 10 days before they ran this test. She's saying that whatever that particular steroid was or that particular chemical drug, whatever, she said, I have never even heard of it. I don't even know what that is. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Now, she'd been training and preparing for this mm-hmm. for, what, the last four years? Mm-hmm. Only to get a letter that says, uh, your test came back dirty, mm-hmm. you're disqualified. So she was trying to find a way to appeal it, and it doesn't look like the Olympic people who decide. They're like, we're not trying to hear it. If you tested positive, you tested positive. Right. And she said it was the pork in her burrito Interesting. that she ate 10 days prior to this test being given. Okay. I'm kind of looking at her sideways like, really? Yes, you blaming it on the poke? Hey, it might come back later on. But right now, guess what? You can't go. I'm just saying, if you got to pass a test, you got to leave that pork alone. <laughs> like Papa Didi said. I think it should be two tests in my opinion, you know. You should I go after the first one. It's just like taking blood pressure. Yeah, blood pressure, mm-hmm. anything I do. They're not allowing her to appeal it. But that just sounds suspicious to me. Right. So, All anyway. Right. Okay. We're going to move on. Get on to that hit and quit it. Hit him and quit him. All right. All right. Um, I'm first. I am again. House votes to create select committee to investigate this January 6th attack on U.S. Capitol. Um, the House just... Am I keep rolling? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. The House just um, voted to create a new select committee that will investigate the um, deadly January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Really? I need a committee for that. Time. I need a committee for that. And how many months has it been now? The vote fell um, mostly along party lines and signaled the political fight to come over the panel's examination of the January 6th Capitol insurrection. The House voted 222 to 190 to formally create the selected committee. Just two Republicans joined with Democrats to support the formation of the select panel. Wow. What are they scared of? It was Liz Cheney and um, Adam Zinger. Because they were talking about them two might, one of them might be chair. Okay. So it's going to be interesting. Our bipartisan um, good faith proposal was met with a filibuster. Now that Senate Republicans have chosen to block the formation oh, of an independent commission, it falls on the House to stay the course and get the answers they deserve. Uh, Republicans charged that the select committee envisioned um, by Democrats was merely a, a partisan panel that would be used to attack former President Trump, of course. Many of the Republicans who vote voted in favor of the bipartisan commission legislation opposed the select committee. goes on to say, I support a bipartisan uh, independent commission 
This is the opposite. Um, this is Representative Anthony um, Gonzalez, the Ohio Republican who voted to impeach Trump and was the target of Trump's rally over the weekend. Wow. <laughs> oh, he was there? No, they and he targeted was, him. He was targeted. Oh, Trump's target. Okay. He was targeted. So they talked about him. Of course, Trump talked about him. Um, goes on to say McCarthy was has declined to answer questions this week about who he um, might appoint to the committee. So, um, so we'll see. I just want to know what are they so afraid of? If you don't have, it's going to come out. But isn't that what we want? Yeah, but they don't want it because they they think that what went on is their truth. Just retarded. They think that that's that's their truth, and that's that's what they're supposed to do: fight. But to me, you just disrespected the Capitol, United States of America, and everything. You know. But see, if there was nothing to hide, you wouldn't be worried about it. Right. So. Anytime, if you tell somebody, like when the when the police. I won't say when. If the police ever come and knock on your door and say, we have a warrant, we need to search your house for whatever it is we're looking for, Mm -hmm. if you have nothing to hide, you're not tripping. You may be mad that they're here, but you'll be like, okay, fine, you have a warrant, do what you got to do. Because you're thinking, okay, I don't have anything to hide. I'm not hiding drugs. I don't have illegal guns with the serial number. Mm -hmm. Sand it off. Mm -hmm. I don't have any dead bodies in my attic. So... I don't care. Go ahead. Right. Hurry up so you can get the heck out of my house. They don't want that. They but don't. when you have all that stuff that you're hiding, right. then you start sweating bullets when you get that knock. And right. you're like, whoa, I don't have time to hide all my crap. Right. Oh, no, they're going to get me. But it's just, this is the truth. But anyway, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's just a waste of time, but that's just me. But it needs to be done, though. I really think it needs to be done. They don't do nothing. They're not going to do nothing. But they just—they need to just finally get closure for this. Okay. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it's going to be like a sore that people keep ripping the Band-Aid off of that never heals. Okay. We'll see. Okay, then. So does that mean uh, taking a break? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> but, no, we got I'm going to keep going. Okay. I got one more for you. Come on. Dr. Fauci. You know, poor Dr. Fauci. He's been getting death threats and all kind of stupid stuff. Really? Yeah, and it's so crazy. I'm like, the man is a doctor. Why y'all mad because he's telling you the truth? Yeah, I've never heard of this one, but go ahead. So, okay, Dr. Fauci is warning that there may soon be two Americas, mm-hmm. one that's vaccinated and one that isn't. Oh. And he says that this is where things are starting to look like they're going. Mm-hmm. So with this Delta variant, which is now this new strand of coronavirus, mm-hmm. he's saying that the Delta variant accounts for more than a quarter of the COVID-19 cases, mm-hmm. and he's saying based on that, we could soon see two Americas, one where most of the people are vaccinated mm-hmm. and another where you have very low to no vaccination rates, and that's where those cases start to spike. Mm-hmm. Now, the stark disparity between places with low and high vaccin- vaccination rates is something that Dr. Fauci says he's very concerned about. He said when you have such a low level of vaccination superimposed upon a variant that has a high degree of efficiency of spread, what you're going to see among under-vaccinated regions, whether they be states, cities, or counties, you're going to start to see individual types of blips, and it's almost like you're going to see two Americas. 
So he's saying, like, the lines are starting to be drawn. Mm -hmm. But he says spikes in the coronavirus cases are entirely avoidable and entirely preventable with vaccination. Right. So the bottom line is get the vaccination. Right. I know some people have their feelings about it and they're still hemming and hawing and whatnot, but this is where things are heading. You know, like the cruise industry finally started to reopen again, but they're cruising with people that are 100% vaccinated, period. All right. They don't they don't care if you say, oh, I'll keep my mask on. No, no, no. You're not getting up on that ship and messing up their whole situation again. So he's saying that there's still a lot of virus circulating in the U.S., close to 300 people, which is still far too many, are still dying daily from coronavirus. And I keep hearing that it's in the Midwest, where the people don't want to wear the mask. Midwest and in the South. Um, yeah, the governor got on the news um, the other day and was talking about it. What what he was saying, I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. it's, um, the, the cases were going up. Yeah. They were showing people in the hospital and stuff. It's cases um, spiking in the Midwest and some in the South. But then in some places in the South, you have a higher level of people that have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm juxtaposed against areas like in the same state where you have less than 20% right. of of people being vaccinated. And then they were saying, too, that if the kids aren't able to be vaccinated, they should be, um, I think Fauci's mentioned it, that they should be around people that are um, vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so. Is that going to help build their immunity or something? I guess so. That's what they're saying. If they're not old enough to get the vaccine, you know. Well, he went on to say that coronavirus is the or the pandemic is not over, mm-hmm. and the virus wins when we let our guard down. That we have to keep our eye on the ball. We've seen many times that it fooled us in the past, but we have to be vigilant. Mm-hmm. We have to get vaccinated, and we've got to talk to other people about getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I agree. So he's saying, look, if you got yours, talk to somebody who you know who won't or hasn't gotten theirs. Convince people that the only way we're going to ever get beyond this completely mm-hmm. is we all got to get on the same page. I agree. Yeah. And with this variant right now, because at first that Delta variant was in a few states, mm-hmm. then it was in more, right. then it was around half the country. Mm-hmm. Now that Delta variant has been found in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. So clearly it's spreading. Yep. And it's younger people that are ending up in the hospitals now, people mm-hmm. under the age of 25. Mm-hmm. So, y'all better stop playing with this thing. Stop going on damn party. Hey, and stay away from me. Well, you got the last hit and quit it, Papa. Come on with it. Okay, you know what? This story really upset me because it kind of makes me feel like I think the fans are going to get to the point where the athletes are going to have to be held on a pedestal, and you're going to be down below watching them. You know, mm. we we try to get they, – they try to do stuff where fans can get involved, now, this idiotic woman, the person, you know, not the species or the sex, you know, mm-hmm. the person, she's holding a sign trying to take a picture. It was written in French, in French. Mm-hmm. and she's standing with a cardboard sign right there when they're about to take off. This big old cardboard sign. Mm-hmm. Ain't like she could have made it a little different. Could have been. But why was she, she was able to be there? But anyway, go exactly. Ahead. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to put these. They're going to put them up in the audience somewhere mm-hmm. and have it on a more you know. I'll put a big fence. But when it, it started, you have to understand that the range of motion and the just the normal see of motion. 
when they started off, she's all extended over the track in front of these guys. You know, you're on a bicycle. It's like dominoes. One bike falls, right. 25 bikes fall. And what event was this? The Tour, Tour de France. France. Oh, okay. And this is in Paris. The young lady's at the starting point. She's got a big old sign stretched out. They wouldn't pay her no mind because it seemed kind of innocent. But then when the guy took off, he was aggressive. But he hid her in a way where she had a grip. She's taking a picture. She wanted to take a picture of all the guys. She wanted to per- So the person must have been on the other side of the riders to take the picture while they took off. But a couple of bikers hit her, and it knocked down like 20 people. Anyway, the story goes, it's in Paris. Police on Wednesday finally arrested her. Now, as it happened, oh. she ran. <laughs> she knew she caused a t- catastrophe, so she ran. She ran. If you look at the footage, you can pull it up on YouTube Woo. and see it. It was the uh, start of the race that she uh, disturbed. Anyway, police on Wednesday arrested a fan involved in the massive pileup at the Tour de France during the opening stage at cycling's biggest event, local media reported. The fan blandished a large cardboard sign while leaning into the path of oncoming riders. She appeared to be looking at another direction, apparently at the person at a camera of the person that was taking a picture of her. Mm-hmm. As I stated earlier, mm-hmm. the woman, not publicly identified, was arrested by the uh, Ganymedizing uh, Police Department authorities, <laughs> who tracked her down based on uh, solid accounts from people questioned this week. French Brewer said that uh, citing a source close to the probe investigator has spoken to dozens of people since the incident on Saturday, and the local radio station said that the woman is such and such. People knew her name and yada, yada, yada. She wasn't hard to find. Okay? She wasn't hard to find. Okay. They wasted about... Well, we all saw her. When it comes to the cost of looking for an, for a fugitive, I think they spent about $26. <laughs> anyway, tour organizers... <laughs> tour organizers that announced after the crash of the stage from the... Uh, the beast of Lemazar that would be to start legal proceedings against the fan who uh, disappeared from the crash scene. She had learned and she had leaned into the path of the veteran rider, Tony Martin, who fell off his bike and took dozens of others down in the process as a domino effect. German rider, uh, Joshua, Joshua Solomon, he was forced to abandon the race because he was so hurt. His knees was injured. Oh, okay, fans gathered on the side of the road in the village as riders passed by the path of traditions and charm or race. But the woman in question leaned into the path of cycles with her sign that was so big and it read Alama Ophazal, a mix of French and German language terms, endearment of grandparents. Go, Grandpa and Grandma. Now, I don't even know what that meant. Like she, I said. She could have been um, in there to sabotage. Who knows? You Whatever know? it was, if you pulled up on, so you pulled up on YouTube, up. you'll see how she jacked up the whole race. She like, sure she's like, and the sign said, go grandpa, grandma. I don't know who I she mean, was. were they in the race? Like, what do you no, mean, she go was grandma? Talking, she was talking to her grandparents. She wasn't even honoring the race. I she think was she trying was just to, trying to be seen. Yeah, trying to be yeah, seen. Yeah, that's what it was. So, and probably said, oh, yeah, watch this. I'm going to be on yeah. the, yeah. Yeah, you were. The whole world saw her. If you pull up on YouTube, you'll see the 20 people falling. It was a, it was a Yeah, people got injured. It was, it was a mess. Well, and then she bolted out the back. Well, she needs one of these cocktails. 
Yeah, well, I know that's right. Uh, and so, by the way, we're putting her on the kissing list. Yeah. Yes. All right, what you got for us, Kevin? Cocktail of the week Let coming right up. Get her name and everything. Yeah, they didn't tell us her name. They didn't tell her name. Oh, we're going to call her out anyway. Go to France, lady. Yeah. Um, this The cocktail of the week, 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 is called the Carrot Cake Shooters. Looks very appetizing. Um, with the help of four common liqueurs, you can create the taste of carrot cake in a glass with this Ooh. carrot cake shooter. This might be one of the most delicious shots you can make. Ooh. It, um, it's incredibly easy, and you'll be surprised at how closely it resembles the taste of a real carrot cake. So um, the ingredients are cream cheese frosting for the um, rimming around the um, glass, crushed walnuts for, for the rim also, uh, one ounce of butterscotch stops. Hmm, interesting, very smooth. One ounce of coffee liqueur, one ounce of Irish cream, and one ounce of cinnamon snaps. Ooh, let me tore up from the floor. <laughs> um, we're going to gather these ingredients, dip the um, rim of each shot glass in a, a mound of the um, the cream cheese frosting and twist it to get, um, you know, an even coat. Then dip the rim into a pile of crushed uh, walnuts while still holding the glass upside down. Shake all um, any excess off. In a uh, cocktail shaker, pour the liqueurs, fill the fill with ice, and shake very well. Strain into a prepared glass, the prepared glasses, and serve and enjoy. That must make at least two shots, because I counted four ounces of liqueurs. Yeah. And a shot glass holds what? About two, two. ounces. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's two shots. Two shots. Carrot cake. I would try that. Okay. I don't know about the walnuts on the edge, but. Give you texture, you know. When you're eating food, always have some type of texture. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Gotta have that texture. Have that crunch. Yeah. That's what they tell us on that that food show. Yes, yes. I won't call them out because they don't pay us. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll just say on that food show. Good job. All right. Well, that was excellent. Thank you, Cattle. You're wow. All right. That's the carrot cake shooter from Cattle. Brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. <laughs> Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds really good. Now I'm intrigued. All right, we're going to have to. All right, well, we're going to keep it moving. Okay. going to keep the party moving, just like I told you. What an old, oh, never mind, sorry. I was okay. having a Prince flashback. Or the true funk soldiers. You know what I want to talk about on what's popping is is uh, I just want to I want to line the ladies up tonight because I want the ladies to see just how many opinions is involved in the situation. Now let's let's just grab some some groups that are geared toward the ladies. Let's grab the Me Too movement, who were responsible for I guess I wouldn't say responsible for. But they put their name on certain things when it came to uh, the main cancel culture aspect of things. Uh, what's that? What's, what was that? That whore guy out of NBC. Oh, Matt. Matt Lauer. Yeah. Matt Lauer. Yeah. yeah. I commend y'all for that because he was a straight whore. He was sticking everything moving. I think he probably was messing with the janitors there, the female janitors. He was. Ooh. He was just a hoe. But I don't agree with my main man from NBC, who they got rid of. I think that was a whitewash move. I think they wanted to clean house uh, Charlie Rose. 
I personally have been Charlie, following Charlie Rose since I was like 35, 40 years old. Charlie Rose has always been an influence on me. I always thought the man was a very smart man. I think he interviewed kings and queens and everybody else in the world. And he said something about a woman came to his house, and she wasn't she wasn't no teenager. She was a grown woman. And he claimed he came out in his robe and yada, yada, yada. Well, if he comes to a man's house at 9 o'clock at night, he can put the hell what he want to put on because you're in his house. And not that he's supposed to or may, may be deemed inappropriate, but he don't live in glass houses. So in the Me Too movement, you didn't have a visual of the You just went from the girl's word. And CBS followed their word. They got rid of Charlie Rose, who's my main man. And like I said, I'm not knocking, you know, the Me Too movement. I just gave him a compliment on getting rid of the hoe, your boy, Matt. Uh, Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer, he was a big hoe. He was a cum freak. He loved to see himself come. Anyway, um... Now, <laughs> anyway, I did, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get off that soapbox. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, victims of situations, which I have much sympathy for people who were compromised by being made to do something that you did not authorize in your life on a sexual level or what have you and everything like that. But just as the as the the Bill Cosby case came about. I just want whatever your beliefs are, and I know your power is strong, and I know your convictions are strong, and I know that your situation is strong. When things happen to you to you in your life, it's very traumatic. You know, I had a, my house was robbed a couple of times, which traumatically messed with my head. I'm still going through therapy for that because people violated my space, so I'm, I'm concerned with that. So. And I know that these situations are very near and dear to you, but we cannot forget the law and when it deals with all people. You know, we cannot think that our beliefs are going to outdo the law. The law of the land is set forth. I know the law has been crooked and cut up with Trump. Trump has taken the law and made a mockery of it. Okay, he didn't believe in anything in his life. He said, F everything. He's always a hell with him. We'll sue him. Ah, we'll sue him. Ah, we'll sue him. And he said, his, his, you know, the guy, Cohen, his, his his lawyer, always went after people. And poor people, when a rich person said they're going to sue you, poor people get scared and they back off. That's been Trump's M.O. for years, okay? But what I'm saying here, to make a long story short and to get off my soapbox, when it comes to the law and the Supreme Court, take the time to find out the situation, okay? Despite what happened, everybody had the opportunity to accuse Bill Cosby, but you guys all rode on old girl, constant, you know. Mm-hmm. You went to Constance's trial and you testified. I think 25 women testified at his trial. But Constance's trial was not your trial. You know what I mean? You was a witness in that trial, and you sat back and you honored the fact that he was convicted because of your testimony. But your testimony ran out of statutes of limitations, so you couldn't testify no more. But you should have testified earlier when your your statutes of limitation was in effect. So if you're going to wait for somebody else to be in a situation and now you're going to come in later, then you didn't get off your ass when you were supposed to. But getting back to all that, and I don't want to disrespect you, but getting back to the law, the law is the law. And the law of this situation, and I'll close it with this, the predecessor of the prosecutor in Pennsylvania said, Bill, sit down and give us 
your views of what happened with this woman, we just want to get her paid and get her off your ass, okay? She's looking for $3 million. You give us a deposition. He said, okay, I won't go to jail if I say what I say. Because like the, like the news said, he ain't had to say shit. Mm-hmm. He could have kept his mouth shut. But he said what he said. Yeah, I gave her some Quaaludes. I gave her some Christmas trees. These are back-in-the-day drugs, Quaaludes mm-hmm. and Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. A friend told me about it. I don't really know I about them. i Well, a friend told me about them. Oh, I anyway, anyway, so he, he said I gave her this. I gave her some Quaaludes. And she got dizzy and said, did you do that to have sex with her? He said, yes. And and, and then all of a sudden, it was, she got paid $3 million. Now the new prosecutor came along and said, oh, shit. Like I said earlier, what's this in the drawer? Let's break this open. We got 25 women going to testify. But now you people, the 25 women who were part of the Me Too movement and the Black Lives Matter, you were led to a slaughter, which was illegal from the beginning. It should have been kept sealed. So now that it happened and the truth came out, which is rare, you know, get off your soapbox, okay? Look at the law. He was let out legally. So please, back off a of bill. Bill's 83 years old. Get off his back, okay? 83 years old. Let the man live. Let him have some pizza. Let him have a Popeye's chicken sandwich, whatever he ain't been getting in prison. Let the man live his life. He's in his golden years. God bless him. Get off his ass. My goodness. You know, that's all I got to say. All righty. Well, well, that should be the slogan. Mm-hmm. Leave Bill alone. <laughs> T-shirt. Let Bill have his pizza. Okay. All right. Oh, is it my turn? He might be doing a pizza commercial soon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Look, I put it out there first. Put it out in the front, man. My residuals. What you got for me? I hear you. Oh, okay. Uh, this is something, just a little light topic, but something I read about, and I thought, this is kind of crazy. Uh, I'm just saying tonight, is, is it really that serious? Now, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden is going to be on the cover of Vogue magazine's August edition with a story about the First Lady. But apparently, some people are still salty about Melania Trump not getting on the cover of Vogue magazine when she was the First Lady. And Trump has been talking smack and making noise and wherever he's still allowed to put information online because, you know, they banned him from just about everything. So he's been talking stuff. And I'm trying to understand, like, what is, is it really that serious? I understand that's a big deal. You know, you get on the cover of Vogue, but they change it every month. So it's not like it's an everlasting thing. So I'm just like, really, y'all? Is everybody tripping over this? So anyway, you know, you got other anti-Democrats making noise about it as well. And Melania's friend, supposedly friend, who wrote this tell-all book about her, says that Melania got on a cursing rant when Vogue approached her when she was still First Lady, and they said they wanted to do a feature, but they weren't going to guarantee her the cover. And Melania was pissed. She was, you know, in her broken English, she was cussing and carrying on, (laughs) talking about, F a feature, I should be on cover. I should be on cover. If they don't guarantee cover, F them. F all the magazines. I do, do, do. You know, I mean, that's how she was talking. 
So the whole thing is becoming, of course, totally politicized, as most things do in Washington. And I'm just saying, is it really that serious? Now, Melania was featured on the cover of Vogue back in 2005 with the story about Meet Trump's New Bride. So I guess that wasn't enough for her. Because on that cover, it was a pretty cover. I saw it. She was in her wedding dress, you know, very elaborate dress. And they talked about the wedding and the ring and all of the stuff with the wedding. But she, in 45, wanted to get her on the cover when she was first lady. And they're pissed that it didn't happen. So she's pissed at the publisher of Vogue, Miss Anna Wintour, who, for whatever reason, decided not to offer her the cover. And I ain't mad about it. I don't understand why everybody's tripping. Uh, I just find it amusing that the Trumps seem to put so much importance on things like this. Mm-hmm. You ever notice how they're always in a competitive mode? Yeah. It's like, I got to have the biggest crowd. I have to have the most of this. I have the first of this. I have the best of this. That has always been 45's thing. And apparently, Melania has kind of picked up that same sickness mm-hmm. from the think. Apparently. And even, uh, what's her name, McCain, on uh, The View? Mm-hmm. What's her name? McCain. Make- Megan. Megan McCain was all up in it, talking about she was upset. She didn't understand why. Why would Vogue not do that? And it's just disrespectful. And apparently... Why, because of, of she was a, a previous model or something? I don't know. That's why, I, that's that's why probably, I'm asking yeah, the question. Is it really that serious? Because, see, Vogue has had various first ladies on mm-hmm. their cover, but not all of them. Right. Anna Wintour, it's her freaking magazine. She can pick who she wants. Like, for example, um, Hillary Clinton was on the cover once. Uh, Michelle Obama was on the cover. But Barbara Bush was never on the cover. Now, I don't know if that's because Barbara Bush was never considered a fashion statement person. But for whatever reason, Miss Anna Wintour said, no, not to Barbara Bush. (laughs) But she had Hillary. She had... Uh, Maybe Melania's had a funky attitude. Who the hell knows? Well, you know, you know, she put on that jacket that said, frankly, what did that jacket say? I don't care, do you? Remember that jacket she had on when she was going to the border to see about the children? Like, why would you wear that? That That was so tasteless. But anyway, you know, I'm just saying, you know, to me it seems like such a a minuscule thing on on the scale of things that matter. It just cracks me up that so many people have so much concern about something that is so stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, is it really that serious, y'all? Y'all carrying on like that? Melania, they didn't want you on the cover because you just, you just got a stank attitude. And maybe that's why you got passed over. That's all I got. You're talking about S S them, S that magazine. Said all everyone. Yeah, that's what she told her friend. Her friend put it in her book. Wow. I don't know if you can still call her a friend. <laughs> put all her business in the street. Okay. Anyhow. Yeah. All right. Um, who's up next? Living for the city? Are we doing Living for the City tonight? Yeah. I know we have an abbreviated show. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna throw something simple out there. Okay, what you got for uh, You know what, first of all, let me just, um, uh, I just want to commend, and she'll probably stand alone on this, is uh, Felicia Rashad. Mm. 
should probably stand alone on this because the world nowadays is built on brands. Everybody's worried about their brand. Mm-hmm. They don't want to put a spot on their brand. But, you know, one thing I've learned even when I go shop at Walmart, I go early. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. <laughs> I go early. We advertise something. Yeah, well, I guess I should have said the big W. Okay, go ahead. When I go to Walmart, I make sure they open up. (laughs) (laughs) I give a plug. Shit, what the hell? I like the price of their cereal. Don't do yourself. Anyway, I like the price of their cereal and their bread. They got good prices. Oh, now you're commercial. Well, I'm just saying. You know, well, that's your line. Anyway, um, Early. I go early because the riffraff comes in after 9 o'clock. When the pharmacy opens, it's off the chain. By noon, if you in Walmart by noon, shit, the ice is already melted. Anyway, um, I'm just saying this here. Felicia Rashad got in early. Spoke her piece, put it out there, and left it alone. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't expect a lot of people to follow her. I don't expect Oprah to follow suit. I don't expect Michelle Obama to follow suit. I don't expect anybody of any huge prominency because they're concerned about their brand. And they know that the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter is just like, what's that, what's that company that runs the, the, the animals? PETA. Oh, PETA. Yeah. PETA. God damn PETA. Peter, Peter's about as vicious as the ticks on the damn dogs. They're vicious, okay? And what I'm saying is the fact that people, and, and people have a right to keep their mouth shut. So I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not putting anybody. Nobody has to, if if you feel like you don't have to make Bill Cosby part of your wheelhouse statement, then keep your mouth shut. But the one thing I do want to hear from is, is my girl, because I love her black spirit because she speaks her mind, and she's real, and anything that comes along black, she's got something to say about it, and she don't give a damn, and that's Gail King. Okay? Tomorrow morning, Ooh, I mean, uh, Thursday morning, mm-hmm. Thursday morning. Thursday morning. might pull it back. Nah, I don't think so. You mean I, Monday morning. Monday morning, Monday morning. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that Gail King, in my opinion, is one of the most forth-worth people out there when it comes to her blackness. She wears her beautiful blackness on her sleeve. Any black person doing anything, she reminds me of something that Richard Pryor said a long time ago. Be thankful for any Negro doing anything. He didn't say Negro, but any Negro doing anything. Gail King is a trooper. She is a solid black person. She keeps some jokers in check, and they don't mess with her. Okay. CBS does not mess with her no matter what comes out of her mouth because she'll do a black story and she'll say, okay, bravo to that, bravo to that. And she stands on her morals of that, and she's so strong as a woman that they don't mess with her. And I guarantee you that she would say something on a positive level there. And I say all that to say this here. Stop worrying about what people are going to think about you because deep down inside, people don't give a damn about you. Okay? Don't think because both of y'all are toting vaginas that y'all got anything in common. Stop thinking that shit. You know what I mean? There's 10,000 penises in the world. I don't fucking have anything in common with neither one of them jokers. You know what I mean? And I'm saying that, I I, I don't mean to use those particular overtones, 
but I'm making a point that we don't have to take a group and think that that group is going to control our brand. Your brand should be built on a solid foundation. When you build your brand, build it with cement, not straw, and it will stand. But if you build your brand on let's just build it the way the wind blows, then now you're concerned about where your brand is going to go. Make your brand solid and stay out of stuff business. Be like Denzel Washington. Talk when you want to talk. Other than that, shut your mouth. Denzel Washington is one of the most prominent actors out there that don't say a lot about nothing, but the brother got a hell of a lot to say. One of the smartest brothers out there, him and his wife. But they don't say a lot about nothing. But don't think he ain't totally black. Then nobody played Malcolm X like he did. You know, or, you know, it's just, so all I'm saying in in a nutshell is that when it comes to your brand, build your brand on cement, not straw, and stop worrying about your brand toppling over. If you believe in your brand, then believe in yourself and stop worrying about what people think about you. Me Too movement is new. Black Lives Matter is new. If you've been in business for 40 years, why are you worrying about a 10-year business? You know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion. I'm going to leave it at that. Let the comments begin. All right. It adds that. And on that note, we're going to take it to the Hollywood ba, ba, Connection. Ba, 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 Is that the right song this time? Yes, you got it right there. <laughs> All righty. All right, over to you, Kevin. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, top of the news, Whoopi. Uh-oh. Was using a walker. Because she had a sciatic nerve. She was hospitalized. Oh, no. She was absent for a while. Mm. Um, She gave a health update to her fans after a week-long absence from The View. She said, yes, it's me. I'm back. Um, She's 65. Wow. I didn't know she was up there in age. I didn't know that either. Yeah, greeted viewers of the daytime talk show on Tuesday. The host explained that she was absent from the show while dealing with sciatic nerve. Mm. Um, it's explained as being a pain that radiates along the path of the sciatic nerve. Hey, simple as that. <laughs> Travels from the lower back well, to the hips it. and down to the legs. So oh, like, okay. I was hearing, too, somebody was talking about on, on, on the uh, radio earlier that um, you can't get comfortable. You know, it's hard to sleep if you have that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Interesting. She's been, you know, battling a couple of Ill- illnesses. Um, she almost died um, what, a couple of years ago. She had um, yeah, with pneumonia. Wasn't right, it? right. Um, she had that real bad. So um, yeah, she's getting up there in age. But hey, maybe she needed to just take a chill pill. Just yeah, maybe yeah, retire. But some people think they retire. You know, things are gonna go downhill. But uh, <laughs> um, okay, Britney Spears um, still in the news. She's trying to petition. To get rid of this uh, conservatorship, um, you know, her daddy is still controlling her her money, and seem like her body too. You know, mm-hmm. they they saying that um, she has to take uh, birth control pills and things. She of has that. to. Yes, this wow. is part of the conservatorship. I'm like, are you serious? Um, That's too much. She just feels as if that it, it you know, it, it's an abusive type thing. This conservatorship. She also said that um, she felt forced by her conservators to perform um, at times and take medication and use birth control against her will. 
So they want her to stay apparently in the shape that she's supposed to be in to perform, to produce. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. You know, it's almost like slave Slavery. mentality. Yes. Exactly. Slave mentality. And, and that shit needs to stop. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, they need to put those styles back out there, free Britney. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, also, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Filming has begun in Atlanta. Be ready wow. to go back to Wakanda. Hey. Highly anticipated Black Panther sequel titled Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Mm. Um... The uh, Ryan Coogler, he's going to um, write it and direct it. Oh, the film, the first one. Yep, the film's details are still under wraps, leaving many wondering where the story will go after the last year's tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Marvel Studios Chief Kevin Feige released an official statement regarding the um, return of the set. It's clearly very emotional without Chad, but everyone is also very excited to bring the word the world of Wakanda back to the public and back to the fans. Because we're going to do it in a way that would make Chad proud. So that's a good thing. I know, that's right. So everybody do the Wakanda salute. All right. Wakanda forever. <laughs> um, Don Cheeto. Heard from him in a while, but I did see an interview with Don Cheeto and uh, a hometown girl, Regina Hall. They had an interview not too long ago. They're still doing the, um, the uh, Black Monday. Oh, yeah. Uh, he feels he got married. His partner of 28 years. Say what? Wow, they thought they got married. I thought they were married. They finally Mm -hmm. tied the knot. He's 56 years old, and I guess she's probably not far behind him, but they've been dating since 92. Mm. Good grief. They have two children together, Anya and Imani. Mm. Interesting. So they got married during the COVID 19 pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) might not be here too much longer. We better tie the knot and get it together. And last but not least, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Marie Travel. After 10 years of battling back and forth as far as their divorce, hopefully they're going to finally finalize their divorce. Good grief. Um, they're both, uh, their fortune is um, estimated $400 million, and they did not have a prenup agreement. What? They got married in 86. And remember, he had a baby by the uh, maid, living maid. maid. Uh, yeah. uh. Finally admitted it. That was in uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. It's been 10 years. 10 years trying to get a divorce. Trying to get right a divorce. Now. Yeah. Okay. I guess she got, she was so emotional. She said, fuck it, shit. I'm going to go over here and you go over there. <laughs> but, uh, you know. So, that's my Hollywood wrap up. Okay. Wow. You dropped some bombshells on us tonight. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Well. That brings us down to the kiss it list, and we apologize for not taking any calls tonight. But, uh, you know, it's a holiday weekend, and uh, we're trying to get out of town, too. So we're going to give you what we got and keep it moving. So if you're waiting on the queue, I'm so sorry. We're not taking calls tonight, but we're about to get into this kiss it list. So, Papa Didi, what is the kiss it list, please? Kiss it list is people that showed their butt hiney over the last few days, and uh, we got them... uh Hmm. All right, I'd like to start the list off with uh, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the, the Minority Speaker of the House, Mm -hmm. him saying a bunch of stupid stuff about those statues being removed from the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Racist, (laughs) slave owner, white supremacist statues. Like, man, please. Um, Lady of Tour de France. Yes. 
for the France fan for effing up the race mm-hmm. and then running. Yeah. <laughs> they got you, though. I mean, we, everybody saw you. Where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? One of that two minutes of fame. Crazy. Uh, also, we had uh, somebody else we had. District attorney that uh, took the cosmetic court. Mm-hmm. Did we open that case? And everybody was on his team, especially that little young black girl who was acting like, I worked so hard to put this case I together. Care how hard you it were. was an illegal case, young lady, and you was only 28 years old at the time. They suckered you. You was the token black girl on the, on the case. Mm-hmm. And I would say the Trumps for acting a fool over a magazine cover on Vogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suck it up. If they didn't want you, they didn't want you. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. There you go. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? Oh, all the Republicans who voted against the D.C. statehood bill mm-hmm. and, and the Democrats, because there were a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody was there something else with the vote. I can't remember, but anybody who voted against anything that needs to happen, and you voted against it, <laughs> shame on you. New York prime, the New York primary. Oh yeah, yeah. New York uh, was it mayoral? Mayoral uh, primary. Primary election. Democratic primary. They had a problem because they counted like 135,000 test votes. Got counted into the regular vote, mm-hmm. so that gave a false outcome. So then they had to go back, and all that did was fuel the foolishness with the Republicans about how you can't trust the elections and right. Democrats and doing Dem- stuff. Dem- <sighs> so yeah, they're on the kissing list. Okay, I guess that's everybody for this week. All right, we got something special for them for this week, for uh, July Fourth week. Here's your gift. Enjoy. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Oh, you can't kiss my country All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of you is Papa D. Name you have a kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. It's time for the last word. Last word. Get it in so we can get Ooh. up out of here. All right. Heading to the beach or the mountain or wherever you're going. What's your last word, Papa? My last word is stand on your truth, ladies, because this is mm. your week. This is your week. Mm. I'm telling you. Uh. Y'all going to be slaying people like dragons. <laughs> dragons on this little cosmic mm. thing. So be good to other ladies. If they have a different opinion with Bill Cosby, be nice to them, okay? Because mm-hmm. all y'all carrying that for JJ, so be nice to each other. You're connected mm-hmm. in that way. So don't beat them up, you know. Felicia Rashad, peace! <laughs> My girl! 
Okie dokie. What's your last word? My last word is shout out to the college athletes who are finally, hopefully, going to be in a position where they can get some kind of money based on their likeness, their image, their logos, etc. But just be wise about what you do. Don't get out here and accept anybody waving a dollar bill in your face. Mm -hmm. You know, don't just endorse any stupid thing because like what Papa Didi said earlier about your brand, you got to watch and protect your brand because you're young. You don't want to mess up right out the gate. So, you know, you can't turn around and endorse a product that's saying something extreme and then endorse something else that's the opposite of that. You got to be strategic in what you do. So, seek advice, be wise, but get your money. That's my last word. Get your money. What's your last word, Kevin? Last word is continue. We need to continue wearing masks. And if you haven't been vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. God damn it. Just get the damn shot. Get that shot. Get that shot. It doesn't hurt. A lot of them are their yeah. friends. And continue to wear masks. Just continue to wear masks. You know, I hate people, they stand up beside you and they don't have a mask on, but they're not six feet from you. Oh, I've got vaccinated. Have you? Kiss my mm-hmm. A-double okay. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's how vaccinated I am. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just be mindful and still be mindful of the six feet thing. I mean, people still think it's okay, but it's, it's just such just be aware of what's going on too. Yeah, it's a lot of confusion over where and when yeah. to wear your mask, yeah. and should you wear them when you go in, yeah. should you go out. Something is like take them off. hospitals, things that you know you can easily catch something. You know, just just be mindful. Just be I'm probably gonna have my mask on to the end of the year. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. I agree. I'm gonna keep my mask. 2024. Yeah. Uh, that's my last word. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this holiday edition. Uh, enjoy the 4th of July. Please be safe out there, you all. Don't blow your fingers off messing with firecrackers mm-hmm. and doing unsafe stuff. Mm-hmm. Take it easy out there. Mm-hmm. If you're driving through the South, hold your piss through your Alabama and Mississippi. Don't piss till you get to, to Louisiana. And if you're out drinking and celebrating, please stay where you are. Yeah. Don't drive. Just be safe. Okay. All right, that's it. Mm-hmm. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. We're good. Good night, everybody. Say night, cattle. Good night. This is Red Wine. Bonsoir. Till next Friday night. Happy holiday. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabadeji, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabi Ko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show, and good night.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.